0: This morning, Father's Day, I began to ask the question: Where are examples in the Bible of good fathers? And I started asking the questions of who was who were fathers? What did they do that made them good fathers? And I I, just, I studied um, David, I studied Solomon, I studied Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and and I. I come across one that was the untypical father. My, I called my boss man last night, and he said, I want to put you on a good father. He said, that you might not think of. He said, now now, this one didn't originate with me. He said, I heard, I heard somebody else say it. He said, but I want to just give you something to go with and just see where it, where it goes. And, and he led me to Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 12. The title of my message this morning is The Best Example a Father Can Be. Now, as we all know, there are no perfect fathers. If you think you are, just uh, give me a holler and I'll start asking you some questions, take you down a questionnaire, and I promise you we can point out several of your flaws of where you are not the perfect father. You are not. But I want to give you a message this morning that you can apply to your life. That if you will put these things into practice, you can be the best example that you can be before your family. Genesis chapter 6 verse 1. If you're there, say amen. Here we go. Now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful. And they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. And then in verse 5, Found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. You may be seated. As a father, many of you, your kids are grown. That don't mean your job as a father is over. But your job as a father has changed somewhat. But as a father, what kind of life would you like to see your kids grow up that would make you look at them and say, They have become a success. If your kid grows up and he becomes a um, the next um, Chipper Jones, the next big baseball star, will you be able to look and say, my son is a success? If your kid grows up and he gets a college degree and he becomes the next Bill Gates, will you look at your son or your daughter and say, they are a success indeed in my job as a father? Was done. Will you be able to look at your kids if they go and, and they get a good job, they, they provide for themselves and they buy a nice house and drive nice vehicles, will you then be able to look at your kids and say, absolutely, my kids were a success. Or would you rather your kids not become the next Chipper Jones, not have a nice house and a not nice car, Would you rather your kids have trouble finding a job and yet them put all of their effort and trust into seeking the Lord? And then would that make you feel successful? See, I know that that I would say amen and you would say amen. And for most of us, for some of us, it would probably be true. But for some of us in here, we are not raising our kids that way. Some of us in here and some of us all around the world, we raise our kids to be the best that they can be in this world. All of our effort and all of our our, our money and all of our time is placed into their worldly things so that they can become everything that the world would have them be. We want them to have the best career that they can have. Now, is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. But... If you put as much effort into that, into them becoming a college graduate and being a successful person, should you not put doubly the amount of time into making sure that in the midst of that, God remains number one in everything that they do? Nothing else stands in the way. Nothing in this world will stop my child from doing what God would have him to do. I don't care what's going on on Sunday morning. Bottom line is, my child has been raised and he understands. Now, whether he follows it or not, it's between him and God. But he has been raised to understand that God is number one. Nothing else matters because everything else is temporary. This morning, I want to look at a man right here, Noah. He was not a perfect father. I can even take you through the scripture and point out some things that he done wrong. But let me tell you why I believe that Noah was probably one of the greatest examples to his family that any father I've ever seen. Noah preached for how many years? 120 years he preached. Out of 120 years, did he see anybody saved? No and yes. There were eight people saved. Who were the other seven? Eight people got on the ark, didn't it? Eight people were saved from the wrath of God. The reason I can stand here before you and tell you that Noah was probably one of the greatest examples of a father in the Old Testament or New Testament alike is because Noah has a testimony that his whole family was saved. How many of you fathers in here would love to be able to sit on your deathbed and say my whole family was saved? My whole family. Everybody I know, all of them, there's no question in my mind, they got on the ark. So you know, whenever I think about Noah, I want to look at a few things that Noah had to face. I want to look at some things that Noah struggled with. Because let me tell you, I believe fathers and mothers alike, and preachers too, we have got to begin to turn this thing around somewhere. We have become more and more acceptive to the ways and the things of the world. We allow our kids to do what they want to do, dress how they want to dress, when we can look at them and know this is not something that is fitting for someone professing godliness. But the rest of the world's doing it, so guess what? My kids can do it too. Somewhere the mold's got to be changed. Somewhere pastors have got to stand up and preach to their congregation that even though the world accepts this today, in the eyes of God, it's still sin. Somewhere we have got to draw a line to say, we will not accept this because it is not of God. Somewhere we've got to draw a line and say, even if my kids think I'm the worst dad or the worst mom there has ever been, I know that this is the place that we do not cross it. We don't cross this line because this is how God would have us to raise our kids. Even if my kids grow up and they hate me, amen? Even if they grow up and they hate me, I still have to raise them this way, Because I know that if I want what's best for my child, I have to line them up with the ways of God. Amen? So, some of y'all fathers might look at me today and say, Hang on just a minute, Pastor. Noah lived back in a day when we didn't have to deal with all the stuff we deal with today. Some of y'all fathers and mothers may look at me today and say, you know, he didn't have to compete with Abercrombie and Fitch, and uh, is that is that how you say that? And an American Eagle, and, and, and guys, listen, guys, we don't really care if you wear American Eagle drawers or not. So tuck your shirt in, wear it like you're supposed to wear it. I mean, that's am I telling the truth? I mean, I, I can stand up here and tell you what kind of drawers I wear. How many really cares? I mean, you know. It don't matter. So quit trying to show everybody what kind of drawers you wear. Uh, And and Let me get off clothes. Fathers, that's y'all's responsibility. Let me get off that. Somebody might say, well, I'm not Noah, number one. Number two, it is harder to be a father today than it was in Noah's day. Well, let's just go ahead and eliminate that right now. Look at Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. Let's see what Noah's day looked like. It says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was what? Great in the earth. And not only that, but that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Do you see that? That means that Noah was going against a culture and a grain that basically they didn't care about nothing good. They didn't care about doing anything that was God's ways. And their life was completely contrary to God because the thoughts of their heart was only evil continually. So let's eliminate that right now. Fathers, it was not harder For you to be a father, it is not harder for you to be a father than it was in Noah's day. So if Noah could do these things, I want to make you a promise. You definitely can do them today. That's a promise. Second thing comes from verse 11 of chapter 6. It says, the earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with what? Violence. Everywhere Noah turned he had to worry about violence on his family. If his family don't line up with this or don't line up with that, everywhere he turned, he had to worry about violence. It was just as hard for Noah to be a protector and a provider of his family and even harder than it is, in my opinion, for you today, for us today. Third thing comes to verse 12. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Do you notice something right here? Everyone had forsaken the ways of God. Everybody but Noah. They had all gone astray to their own ways. So don't look at me this morning when I start showing you the things that Noah did to be the best example and say to me, you don't understand. Noah didn't have it as hard as we have it today. I beg to differ with you. Noah had it harder Than what you have it today. I want to show you some things that Noah did to be the best example that he can be for his family and ultimately see his whole family saved. Genesis chapter 6, verses 8 and 9 is my first point. My first point Noah walked with God. Fathers, if you want to be the best example that you can be, you got to walk with God. I got to get out of this jacket. If you walk with the world, then I promise you, you can rest assured, your kids are probably going to walk with the world too. But Noah, the first thing he did, he walked with God. Look at verses 8 and 9. The first thing it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. Everything Noah did, he lined it up with God. You know, the beginning of verse 8 where it says, but Noah found, that kind of struck something in me to let me know that Noah was looking for something. You have to be looking for something a lot of times to actually find something, and especially when it tells you what he found. Noah apparently was one that was not walking with the world, he was walking and searching and looking for the right way, for the good way. He knew that the way that he saw was not good. It was evil. And that was not the choice that he wanted to make. So he made the choice that I will walk with God. No matter what everybody else is doing. No matter how tough the grain is. again. Can you imagine trying to walk with God? Have you ever worked in a workplace where you were the only Christian there? I think I know a few people in here that has. You've been in a workplace where you were the only Christian there. How tough is it when you're the only one against all the rest and you're completely contrary one to the other? Imagine Noah in his day. How tough it was for Noah to choose to walk with God when everyone else around him was choosing to walk away from God. Noah walked with God. Verse 9 says... By grace, he became just. The Bible says Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Now, my thing about it is, we know Noah was not a perfect father. We know that. You can go just a couple more chapters over and see where Noah got drunk and caused his son to sin. Noah was not a perfect father. However, the Bible says right here that Noah was a just man. He was perfect in all his generation. Is there any that has not sinned and fallen short of the glory of God besides Christ himself if that is the case then we know that Noah was not just because he was sinless he was not perfect because he had no flaws he was just and perfect because of what the next part says Noah walked with God it is the same with you fathers if you want to be the best example that you can be to your family it don't mean that you're not going to make mistakes it don't mean that you're not going to have some sin arise in you from time to time. It means that you will walk with God. That when those things do arise, your family sees you corrected. Your family sees you get back to the place with God that you are supposed to be. Noah walked with God. That's the first thing that you've got to do if you're going to be the best example and see your family saved. The second thing, Noah was a man set apart from the world. Look again at verse 9. I want to show you this. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. Everyone else was looking for pleasure. That's why they were... Is that not what we do? When we're not following God, we follow the intents of our heart and what we want to do, correct? Everyone else was looking for what pleased them. Everyone else was looking to walk a path that made their desire fulfilled. Noah was different. Noah, while everybody else was seeking pleasure, Noah was looking for grace. Noah chose to walk with God and he was a man that had set himself apart from the world. Now, some of us take this thing to the extreme, but you know what? It's not a bad thing. At least uh, least they are taking it to the extreme. Amish and Mennonite, at least they are taking it to the extreme. I'm not saying you have to go that far, but I am telling you that somewhere you have to draw a line to say, and I know that this is not of God, and I will not enter into this thing because I am set apart from the things that are not of God. Do you see that? See, too many of us today refuse to make that decision. We do. We refuse to make it. We decide, I know I'm supposed to be set apart from this, but I'm going to do it anyway. No, that is not the example that you have to be in front of your family. I promise you, if you live that example, you will not see your family walk in the path that Noah saw his family walk. Noah was a man set apart. The second thing I see, third thing, Noah was a persevering man. His family never saw Noah quit. Do you think there were times in Noah's 120 years, of, was, was Noah a master art builder? Do you think that God just made him a master art builder? When you became a pastor, Nick, did, Noah, did, did God make you a master pastor? I'm a, I'm a poet and didn't know it. Did he? No, he didn't, did he? It was a growing process you learned along the way. How many boards do you think that Noah hand-hewned and then to look at it and go, I should have, I should have cut once and measured twice. Instead, I, I cut twice and measured once. I mean, how many times do you think Noah messed up along the way? Did, how many times do you think Noah got on that ark and sit back and went, you know what, what's the use I'm not an ark builder. This is not my gift. This is not my talent. Not not to mention the fact that how am I going to get two of every creature together to get on this boat? How am I going to push the door up once I build this thing? Look how big this door is. I am not going to be able to finish this thing. How many times do you think that Noah thought about quitting? But he didn't quit. Noah was a persistent man. He didn't just walk a few days with God and then decide, well... I can't do it. I can't finish it. No. If he hewn a piece of lumber wrong, you know what Noah did? He started re He started re his lumber. Am I saying that right? Rehoning, hewning? How am I supposed to say that? See, I'm a new school boy. I don't know all these old terms. But Noah, he rebuilt the piece of wood that he had to build in order to make the ark. You either, you either believe that God can give you the ability to finish it or you don't. Correct? Noah either believed that God would take care of this or he wouldn't. And the fact that Noah believed, the evidence is there because he finished the ark. How many times do you think Noah preached over this 120 years to never see anybody but his family follow him and go, what's the use? But do you think he quit preaching? Absolutely not. Matter of fact, it brings me to my next point. Noah was not only a persevering man, but Noah witnessed to others. Fathers. If you're going to be a good example and you're going to be the way that Noah was, you've got to witness to others. The Bible says in the book of 2 Peter 2, 5, you ain't got to turn there. It says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. It tells us that Noah preached during this time that he was building this ark. He wasn't just trying to just get his family saved. He was witnessing to all others around. Now I'm not telling you that everybody in there has to be a preacher. What is God, what is Jensen Franklin's uh, Quote that he said, spread the gospel at all times and if necessary, is that what it is? Preach the word at all times and if necessary, use words. In other words, you don't have to always just be vocally saying something to preach. I want you to look at the difference in the conduct between Noah and the rest of the people. Genesis 6-5 says that wickedness of man was great on the earth and every intent of the heart was evil continually, only evil continually. Alright, here's one side of it. But then Noah in 6.9, it says that Noah was just perfect and that he walked with God. You don't have to be a preacher of words. You have to be a liver of your conduct. In other words, Noah wasn't just the fact that he was preaching, but how many people do you think came by and asked him, why are you building this ark? Why are you, why are you telling all these people about wrath coming? Noah didn't have to do much except just live the way that he lived. He walked with God the same way you do. You don't have to be the next pastor of Wales Baptist Church. You live a life before others that is representative of who you are. And that right there is what's going to make you the father that you need to be. The next thing, moving on through these a little quicker. Noah witnessed by his persistent commitment. Noah, for 120 years... He faced all kind of adversity. And I promise you, there were times that he wanted to give up. And fathers, you can't look at me and tell you tell me that there ain't been times that you wanted to strangle your young'uns. Fathers, you can't look at me and tell me there ain't times you've let the anger get the best of you. You can't look at me and tell me that there ain't times that you have not acted exactly the way you should have. And you can't tell me that there ain't times that you've possibly thought about you know what, let's just hit the road, what's the use, but Noah, he was the example, because no matter how tough it got, no matter how hard it was, no matter how many mistakes, you know, we don't know how old Noah's children was when he started walking with God, but even still, his children could have been 30 years old by the time he started to walk with God, but Noah didn't quit. Noah did not quit. He knew that I have to be the example that I have to be in front of my family if they're going to be saved. Noah witnessed by his persistent commitment. There's no question that Noah was the best example he could have been to his family. You know why? He won his family. Every one of them. He won his family. He won their respect. And he won the ability to have them follow him wherever he went. I want you to look at Genesis 6, 18 and see what happened. Genesis 6, verse 18. This is God speaking. He's speaking to Noah. He says, But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark. And look what he says next. You, your sons, your wife and your sons' wives with you. He said, listen, I'm going to establish my covenant with you, but not only just you, your family is going too. You know why? Because they followed you. They could have followed anybody they wanted to follow. All of the rest of the world was corrupt, but they chose to follow Noah and his example. Fathers, you have no idea the influence that you have on your family. I promise you, if you will walk the example and you will win their respect, then there will come a day when your family will follow you, even when the rest of the world is begging them to follow them. Do you see that? Look at Genesis chapter 7 verse 7. Genesis chapter 7 verse 7 reads, So Noah with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives went into the ark because of the waters, of the flood. They could have followed the world. They could have chose to do anything that they wanted to do. But instead because of the example that Noah lived. Because Noah walked with God. Because Noah did not quit. Because Noah witnessed to others the way that he did. The life that Noah lived in front of his family. He was a successful father. Not because he saw his sons and, and, and daughter-in-laws and everybody else become great business people in the earth. No. He was a success because his whole family found the Lord. In closing, fathers, I want you to ask yourself three questions right here. Number one question for you, fathers. Are you in a serious relationship with God? I'm not talking about some pitter-patter relationship to where, ah I try to do right. No, I'm talking about a relationship to where, He is the ultimate one that helps you make your decisions. That you line your life up with His ways. Whether your flesh wants it or not. Whether the world wants it or not. Fathers, are you in a serious relationship with God? Do you even have a relationship with God to begin with? But if you do have, is it a serious relationship with God? Only you can answer that question. Second question, are you walking with Him? Are you walking with God? Is He the director of your paths? Do you acknowledge Him in all your ways so that He can shine the light on the path that you need to take? And then, do you walk with Him and follow it? Are you witnessing to others by your actions? Or when you leave the church house, are you just like all the rest of the world? I've been that way. I've been that way. I'd stand up here and lead singing, not, not, not in this place, but in that place down yonder. I'd stand up there and lead singing, pray the prettiest prayers you've ever heard, and then walk out of here and go back to work. And I'm telling you what, cuss with the best of them. Run around on the weekends with the best of them. Oh, I've lived it. I have. But there come a point in my life that I said, no more. No more. I'm either going to get in or I'm going to sleep in on Sunday morning. One of the two. Get in or get out. So are you living a life that is a witness to others or are you going out there and being just like the rest of the world? My third question, are you being the example to your family that will lead them to follow the Lord? Are you being an example to your family that will lead them to follow the Lord? And my my ending to that was, do you want your family to follow you into the ark? And who is our ark? Jesus Christ. Do you want your family to follow you into the ark? If you do, Noah is one of the best examples that you can line yourself up with. Y'all stand this morning. I want fathers, but not only fathers, mothers, I want you to answer that question. Is God number one in your life, mothers? Or is your job number one? What's number one in your life? I mean, like we said so many times, we ain't going to miss work. We can't miss work. You know why? That's why we can't miss work. But you know, church, if we make it, we make it. If we don't, we don't. No money involved there, right? Are you in a serious relationship with God? Do you walk with Him? Are you being the example in front of your children and your husband and your wife, whichever the case may be? Are you being the best example that you can be? I ask you to answer that question between you and God and I ask you to to work it out between you and Him however it needs to be worked out. This time is yours.